Business Tech Weekly podcast episode number 15. everybody and welcome back to another episode of business tech weekly my name is cliff ravenscraft and i'm andy traub we're here each and every week to devote an hour of our lives to providing you content that is going to help you the small to medium-sized business owner use technology in a way that's going to make you more efficient more effective more profitable and build you more relationships with your clients and it's going to help you live a better life you know, it really, it's like uh, the fountain of youth. Is that what it, that thing is a fountain of youth where if you find it, you find eternal life. That's basically Business Tech Weekly. That no, is, I'm just kidding. That is Business no. Tech Weekly. You have found the end of the rainbow in podcasting. That's right. There and, are short, short men in green suits and a pot of gold. And we are your very so. humble guests. <laughs> hey, so. you no, know, I think, I think that's a good analogy though of the whole uh, continuing your life or helping, because you know what? This is about the life of your business. It is. And businesses die all the time. And there are other businesses that thrive and, um, and reproduce. And we want your business to thrive and grow. And if you do some of the stuff we tell you about, I think that'll help. We hope so anyway. And, and at the very least, one of the things that you can be certain of is that when Andy and I come to you guys with a topic, it's something that we're not just throwing out there. Uh, but it, it, and we're not just trying to sell you something. What we're doing is we are experiencing the effectiveness of using certain technology tools in our own business. It is helping us to be more profitable. It is helping us to be more relational with our clients and our communities. It is helping us to be more efficient with our time. It is helping us spend more time with our family. Um, these are the things that are important to us and these are the things that we're learning and these are the things that are making our lives more exciting. And so you can be certain that when you hear us talk about something, we're sharing it because we are using it. Absolutely. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not paid, uh, for, you know, the endorsement of anything though. If someone wants to just randomly send me money, I'm okay with that. Uh, but we, we are here to help businesses go from trying to survive to going to a point of where they thrive. And, and that's where, you know, we want our businesses to be and that's where we want your business to be. And, and I really do believe, Cliff, that the quality of stuff that we're going to give even today, uh, even if you already have a mailing list, even if you already use a service, even if you don't use a service we encourage you to use, you're going to find some value today in learning about mailing lists and, and why we think they're a really important piece of our business. That is exactly correct. And of course, uh, before we get into mailing lists, I, I, you know, sometimes in the front of the show, I think it's going to be something that will happen quite frequently. I'd like to give you just an update on uh, my use of technology and just to show you how effective it is. Uh, we, talked about, we talked with Jason Freed of 37 Signals back on uh, November 12th. It was episode number 10. You can get that yeah. at businesstechweekly.com. And... We, I mentioned in that episode that I use a service called HiRise to manage my contacts, to manage my relationships with those contacts, and to, to really keep me on top of the conversations and to follow up with people. Um, just two different things I'll give you as an example, uh, one of which is very relational. I had somebody share with me uh, about a month ago, they uh, uh, initially told me of some problems that they were having in, in their knee. I mean, their knee completely failed them. 
Uh, and this was somebody who had already started uh, pursuing a balanced life and they were uh, running and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden their knee completely gave out and they just really shared how bummed they were. We had some conversations back and forth. I was encouraging her that, you know, even though you can't walk right now, uh, there are still things you can do for cardio. You can swim, you can do all this other stuff. And we just had some really great conversations. And I put a note in there for myself to follow up with her, you know, two weeks later. And guess what? I recently followed up with her. And to be honest with you, in for, for all intents and purposes, you know, I I really did have a genuine care and concern for what was going on in this person's life. But through the mundane, you know, day to day task over the course of two weeks, I had forgotten all about that. But, Absolutely. But I was able to sit there and that pulled up and it's like, you know, send her a, a follow up, see how she's doing. And I did. And 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 it now is that going to make me more profitable? Absolutely not. But what is it going to do for me? It makes me more relational and has a better I have a better relationship with my client. And so I just sent her a follow up and said, hey, I'm still thinking of you and hope that you're, you know, have you found out anything new about your knee? And and just continuing that conversation. Now, a second example is where um, I had somebody who contacted me a couple weeks ago and says, you know, hey, Cliff, I'm I'm interested in buying this. Can you give me a price? I gave them the price and they said, thanks. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be in touch when I can pull the money together. Well, I never heard anything back from them, but I set a thing up first to follow up three weeks later on this one. I wanted to make sure plenty of leeway. And by the way, I've, I've got like 32 um, overdue tasks of follow up on equipment <laughs> orders, but I decided, you know what, I'm paying this for this service, and I want to be able to to see if this is effective. And so I decided, you know what, forget the tasks that have to get done right now. I'm going to take one follow up, and I'm going to send a note and say, hey, have you thought about this? We talked a couple weeks ago about, ago about the broadcast host, and we also talked yeah. about this. Within 45 minutes of sending that message, that follow up. They said, Cliff, can you send me the PayPal invoice now and ship it out today? Booyah. That, my friends, (laughs) is the power of some of this technology. Now, I guarantee you they would have never said that had I not followed up with them. Yeah. And so it it would. And and how many times in the past have I messed that up? So that's high rise, by the way, and uh, awesome stuff. All right. What's your link to that? What's your link to that, Cliff? You have a link set up for that, don't you? I think so. If you go to gspn.tv slash high rise and it's H-I-G-H-R-I-S-E. And if you if you decide to sign up for it and check it out, um, it's going to send you through my affiliate link. And if you sign up, um, you will be able to get a free account. And I will tell you in full disclosure that if you do sign up and pay for the service, I get like a, a commission on that as, a, as an affiliate for that. Yeah, it's like 87 cents. Exactly. So, so. And then, I, you know what? The other to be cool honest with you, about high rise, go seriously, ahead. I, go do, ahead. I do want to point out, no, it is more than 87 cents. No, it is. It, 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 it is. is. So oh, It's like five bucks or something. Yeah, it's great. It's five bucks. And then it could be like, you know, depending on your service, it could be like two bucks a month that comes in. So not a big deal, but still, it just to let you know. So what were you going to yeah. say? Oh, let's see if I can capture it again. No, it's gone. We'll have to move on. Sorry. Mailing lists. There you go. Mailing lists. I, I want to tell you, this is something that has drastically been underutilized in my building my personal brand for the past four years. By the way, did you know that yesterday I celebrated four years in podcasting? You know, you looked older. Today. I tell you, I, t- I felt older. <laughs> it's the gray hair showing up on the camera here. So, hey, Cliff, why do you think? I mean, I have my own answer to this, 
But why do you think, because I think they used to be like the way, you know, to build a, a community and stuff like that. Why in your own personal business have email lists? And just to clarify what we mean by email lists, uh, it's, a, it's a way to communicate via a mass email. You send out one email to a lot of people. We're not talking about like a huge list in your Outlook folder. We're talking about, uh, you know, we're talking about using a, a mail list service which we'll talk about a couple of them. But Cliff, why, do you, why did it fall by the wayside or why has it been underutilized in your specific situation? For me, the, the main reason is because um, I kind of, I, I unintentionally grew my, my audience and my business. My, my, my business grew out of a hobby. And so to be honest with you, what, you know, what has happened over the last four years with, with the exception of the last two but uh, with w- what has happened all started without really having a quote-unquote strategy and certainly mm-hmm. no marketing strategy. I've, I've certainly had strategy. I've applied strategies um, to building community and, and other things, but I really never thought of a mailing list as, as something that I really wanted to get involved in. And, and to be honest with you, some of it was my own apprehension uh, due to the fact that I don't like to be on a lot of mailing lists. Uh, I'm, okay. a, I'm an inbox zero guy and, and yeah. you know, if it, it, so I, I really don't like, and we'll get to this, but I really don't like it when I'm on somebody's mailing list and I did not personally opt in. I was not asked, do I want to join it? Um, it, it's just, mm. I was, I was just automatically included. Now I do know a friend of mine who recently put me on their mailing list and, uh, they shall remain nameless. Uh, possibly even a co-host of a certain podcast that I produce, but uh, but I, I it's one that I certainly don't mind being on. But it, this is a this was a concern, you know. It's like, are, am I going to be intruding in other people's lives, and mm-hmm. and and are they as as obsessive compulsive about having an empty inbox like I am? And so I I just assumed that everybody in the world felt the way that I did about mailing lists, and why would anybody want to bother with that? Well, many people do, Cliff. I mean, many people are bothered by, you know, email lists because, and I think it's, here's, I think, a common problem with email lists is that you sign up for it thinking, okay, I'll get something randomly from this person and it will be of value. And what you'll often get is you will, you might get it randomly, you might get it consistently, but it doesn't have the value you expected. Okay, so one issue is the value, the content, or the other issue is frequency, you get it too much and you're going, uh, you know, it's sort of like someone tapping on your shoulder uh, and going, you know, can I interrupt you for a minute? And, you know, if, even if you give them permission one time, they feel like they have permission again and again and again. And, you know, and I think it takes a little more work to unsubscribe. And, you know, it used to be where unsubscribing was a little more difficult. So I think email lists have gotten a bad name because a lot of people haven't used them um, I think judiciously, uh, they, and they haven't added enough value to people. Uh, right. I'll tell you my personal reason for not using email lists in the past, uh, and more recently, I'm trying to get more back into them uh, for my business. The reason I haven't used them is it's easier for me to turn on Hootsuite and schedule a bunch of tweets to go out or Facebook messages, or you know, it's just it's more interactive than just sending out this sort of mailer. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? And it's and it's and it's the thing, the usefulness of Twitter. That, now the thing is, is and by the way, I would just want to say that when you're sending out messages via Facebook and Twitter, I want to let you know that that it is definitely not as effective in some means 
uh, to communicating with your audience as email is. So, right. f- for example, you you sent out a tweet. Guess what? H- guess how I heard about your tweet 30 minutes ago? Uh, it was because my wife saw your tweet. I did not. I only mm-hmm. I only checked Twitter uh, for at replies and direct messages uh, yep. about once or twice a day. And occasionally, you know, about once every other day or, yeah, about once every other day, I'll go through it and I will read all the different lists that I have just to see what's going on, but never more than a page or two back. So, right. so there's right. a chance are that you'll, that your tweets that you schedule and send out may not actually show up as a blip on the radar. You might actually fly under the radar. Another way of saying that, Cliff, is simply say Twitter has a lot of noise. Yes. And that noise is hard to get through. That's why we have tools like Hootsuite where we use to, you know, filter out all those at replies or even direct messages or specific lists, you know. So we have, that's, you know, I I did a blog post on that not too long ago uh, that the organizers are winning. You know, the companies that are now organizing information are now the most powerful. So Twitter is not as powerful as Hootsuite. And now Hootsuite couldn't exist without Twitter probably. But the point is you, you need a way to filter that information. And the great thing about email list, Cliff, is that it does filter information because it goes directly to you. Yeah. Right? You can't, you can't avoid it unless you, A, unsubscribe, uh, B, you block it, you know, you, 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 uh, you filter it out uh, through a Gmail filter or something. Or the last one is you just don't read it. You know, you just, you just, you know, you say forget it, whatever it might be. But there's, it's unavoidable if it goes to your inbox. And in most cases, I'll either unsubscribe or I'll read it. And those are really my only two options. Yeah. Well, there there are a number of mailing lists that I'm on that I will do neither of those. I will actually just I'll just see it and I archive it. Um, really? And and Staples is one of them. You know, Staples is a company that I order from. I used to work for Staples Direct, their catalog order department. And okay. so Staples Office Supply, I'm on their mailing list, and I don't mind being on their mailing list. Now I will tell you, I set up a filter. So that any time it comes in, it's immediately and automatically archived. So I never see their mailing list. But yeah. if, I, if I decide that I'm ready to place an order, you know what I do is I go in and I do a search for Staples mailing list or, and, and I will pull up the most recent one and I'll use whatever coupons I can buy, you know, $30 off $100 or more. Sure. So I yeah, mean, that's, the, that's the technological equivalent of I'll get to it when I can. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so the question, um, okay, so I've answered why I haven't utilized mailing lists in the past, and you've answered why you haven't used mailing lists in the past. I'd like to tell you what's changed my mind, and I think it may even shock you because I don't even think you know about this yet. Hit me. All right. So the deal is, is I've been, I've been hearing about a service called MailChimp forever. Uh, in right. fact, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they the same company that does surveymonkey.com? Which, by the way, is amazing. Uh, oh, dude. They might be. Dude, they will, might you, be. will you do me a favor? Will you put surveys on the list for an upcoming episode? Oh, yeah. Duh. Oh, gosh. How did we not do that one yet? Uh, but anyway. Well, I, you know what? I think it got lost because we, uh, we did Google Docs, and that's part of the Google Docs suite, in my opinion, because well, they have Google Forms. So well, anyway. Let's, let's talk about surveys uh, and surveying, for, surveying our in. clients. So anyway, um, so here's the deal. I heard a lot about MailChimp and I've had, you know, people say, hey, Cliff, I wish, you know, that I obviously I have so many different podcasts. Not everybody listens to all of them. So if I have an announcement and I if I remember to bring it up in, you know, three of the seven right. episodes that I recorded today, you know, those who heard the three that I remembered will get the announcement. 
it might make it to the blog. If it makes it to the blog, only the people who are on the blog will get it. And it's just like, where where's that central place? And so people said, you know, Cliff, why don't you do a newsletter? And I even tried to do like a PDF document, make it look all fancy, and then send it out to a Google group that I was using yeah. <laughs> for my mailing list and all this other stuff. And it's just it just wasn't, it's like, ah, this just isn't working out. But it, I became convinced that I should do it when two things happen. Number one, I found out that MailChimp will integrate with high rise. So I already have everybody's email address, first name, last name, and all this information already in uh, my client database. And it automatically integrates through an API, which by the way, just means that the information can kind of sync both ways between my high rise account and MailChimp. And when I found out it did that, it's like, hmm, I may really look into MailChimp. Uh, or at least using a mailing service, which, by the way, it would probably integrate to some other ones as well. Um, but it was one thing that really pushed me over the edge. And you, I've been participating with you, and actually, has been, I've been a guest professor on one of your uh, webinars. You've got this this technology for successful business class that you're doing. Yeah, we're on our, our last week is next week. So yeah, we did a seven part technology for successful business course, and we did one week on. Uh, newsletters, email newsletters. Exactly. So. And so here's the deal. You guys were talking about it and you asked the question of your audience. You just asked them, say, hey, you know, what, you know, what's the, what time of day is it that you mm. go in? What's, the, what time is it when you first look at your email? Right. And, and everybody had an answer and they were all different answers. But the question was, you really weren't going for what time do people right. first look at their email? The fact is, is everybody had an answer. Yeah, everybody. Everybody had an answer, which means that, and, and by the way, if you were to ask the next question, how many times a day do you check your email? Chances are, most people, it's going to be at least five times. I can't imagine it being less for a majority of people. Sure. And, and so the question is, where is it that you can guarantee, not, not guarantee that they're going to open your message, but at least guarantee that you're, they're going to see that you have tried to communicate with them? Right. It's in the you're inbox. In, Absolutely. It's in the inbox. Absolutely. Now, if you communicate to me too much, is there a potential that I'll create a filter for you? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? You can do the same thing on Twitter. You can do the same thing on Facebook. You can filter people in those situations. But it's the, it's the depth of information you can give people. You know, it's not just that it goes in your inbox. It's also the content. But I do think you make a great point, Cliff, which is that the first and probably greatest reason to use this sort of tool or this, this, this form of communication, I should say, is because it gets to the person you're trying to communicate with. Yes. So I, I don't know if we're jumping ahead here, but what's your understanding? Uh, what's your understanding of good open rates? And an open rate meaning how many people actually open it and look at it? What, what's your understanding of that percentage? Well, my understanding of what, what is suggested to be the norm would right. be that that um, of the people you add to your list, uh, the norm it's accepted that if you had let's say as much as as much as fifteen percent, that that is a very good rate. Um, All right. So to clarify, he did not say fifty. Okay, Cliff said fifteen percent. So that's of people that have given you permission. If you have a thousand people on your list, only one hundred and fifty, the industry standard would say, "Oh, you actually opened it," and. And I think that's pathetic. That is very pathetic. 
That is extremely <laughs> pathetic, and 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 we'll talk about why that's pathetic. Uh, what is my what is my goal? My goal is to have when I send out a message to the people on my mailing list. My goal is that the message will be opened and read by at least eighty to ninety percent of the people who right. I send it to. That is my personal goal, and and I I reach. Uh, I don't know what I just told you. Do, do you remember what you figured out just recently? Seventy two point seven percent. Okay, so I sent out a two. I sent out a message. Uh, uh, let's see, yesterday morning. Yesterday morning, I sent out a message yesterday morning, and already seventy two point some odd percent of the people have read it. Now I yeah, I, and that'll go up. That'll keep going up because people, you know, not everybody checks their email every day, or, yeah. you know, or, or they won't open it today or yeah. yesterday or whatever. So here's the deal. The the thing is, though, is how many people, you know, there are people who are listening to this podcast who do not have a Twitter account. Believe it or not, right. there, there are people out there. There are people out here who are listening to this who have a Twitter account but don't have a Facebook account. Uh, there are possibly people who don't have either. And mm-hmm. and, and when you, it comes to your business, you know, people who are not as technically savvy as we are, chances are a ton of the people that you work with on a daily basis don't have any access to any of this technology. Or not access, but uh, they don't participate in any of this technology. But I guarantee you, that almost everybody you know has an email address. Absolutely. And, and here's an example of that. Uh, my dad. If I send my dad an email, address, an email, he will respond to it. He will read it. I guarantee you. He is on Facebook, but I, I know that there's no way I'm going to communicate with him via Facebook because that's just not the kind of communication that, we, you know, that I would want to have with my father. The other part of this is you need to understand that you can communicate a very different kind of message right uh with an with an e- email list you can really go i mean your your uh, your your list uh, your message you sent out was it just yesterday cliff yeah it was just yesterday morning yeah. that that message was uh you know and i'm not just you know being cliff's buddy buddy here but it was well written it was thoughtful it was a little sort of sentimental uh it had some significance to it it wasn't like hey everybody there's a sale on this thing at Amazon. Go check it out. Here's my affiliate link. <laughs> you know, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of meat to it, and it had some length. I mean, that thing was how many words? Five hundred, seven hundred. I mean, it was not short, right? Yeah. But the point is, I there is no other medium that you could have sent that out that 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 message that sort of message would have fit. Right. You know, the the, the closest thing I could have done is I could have created it as a blog post. And then Twittered and, and Facebook yeah. and LinkedIn a link to the blog post. But I will tell you that, number one, even the people who are, who are you know, huge fans of, of what I'm doing, I, I know that I'm only one of sometimes thousands or at least hundreds of people who, that they, who they follow. And if I send that out at 6 o'clock in the morning, by the time they wake up, I'm so far down in their timeline, they never see it. Yeah. Whereas when they wake up, whether they wake up at seven o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the afternoon, when they check their email, it's waiting. Right. So it, it that it, that's really what got me. It, it it's like okay now the then the question becomes you know how how do I make this you know work so that I so that I don't tick off anybody who's as who is obsessive compulsive about an you know is inbox zero as I am. So and, that's a question of frequency. I mean, let's yeah. just talk about that. Let's talk about, we'll, we'll kind of go down the list here. Um, 
Well, let, can we can we follow the outline there? When when would you encourage people to send an email newsletter out? How about instead of telling me when I would encourage people to do it, how about how about I share with you what I personally decided how sure. often I'm going to send one out? Go for it. I do not want to send personally. This is my own philosophy. I don't want to send one out weekly. I don't want to send out one every other week. I don't want to send out one monthly. I want to send one out when I believe that I have invested enough value into the people that I know that are on my list to where I feel like I've got something important enough and valuable enough to take up as much as the attention as it will require for them to read the message that I've produced. So, so your frequency is dictated on your message, period. Yes, the, okay. Well, no, not just not just the message. So, the, what's the length of what I have to say, and then knowing the people who are on my list, how how long has it been since the last time I sent them one? What was it? You know, how long was the last one that I sent them? And what value have I generated to these people? What value? What investment have I made to these people since the last time I've kind of you know shoved my way into their inbox? And said, "Hey, look at me! Hey, look at me!" So, you know how how much how much content have I provided? How much live interaction? How much have I responded to their you know forum posts? And how much how much am I really involving myself? So, those things are really top of mind for me. It's it's like you know I I kind of look at it as, as you know there's one thing that's really helped me in my relationship with my wife, and it's considering the love tank, you know. How mm-hmm. how much have I invested in my wife for me to say, hey, babe, do you mind if I go out and hang with the guys? You know, it, it's kind of like, where where's the investment in the relationship? And so I want to make sure that I'm not depositing too much out of that that relationship with my with my 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 audience or my community. And and so, yeah, does that answer your question? You know, another way of saying what you just said, Cliff, is when you've earned the right to be heard. Yes. You know, you're not, you're not going to just clutter them with noise. Um, you know, here's the exact opposite, okay, is, uh, and, and I, wouldn't, I would just go to the archives. I wouldn't subscribe. But you know who Kim Commando is? I've, you, you talked about her. Go ahead yeah, and tell our audience. Her. Kim Commando, she's actually, she's a very bright woman. She has a, a very strong brand. I know that she has a syndicated radio show about technology. Uh, she probably would be a great guest for our show, honestly. I mean, she's, just, she's very sharp when it comes to technology. And she has, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that follow her teaching and such. But if you subscribe, Cliff, to her e-newsletter, be, you know, be prepared to be just overwhelmed visually, uh, audibly, everything with ads, 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 ads. So... While her content is good, once you sign up for that, wow, it's like insane. It's so hard to find the content, and it's actually good content. That's a sad thing. So the point is, I gave her permission to send me content, and she took it, and she spammed the heck out of me and disguised it as a uh, e-newsletter. Right. So that's the opposite of what you're saying, Cliff. Is Cliff's saying, I'll only speak when I've earned the right to say something important, and when I feel like I have something to say, yeah. those are two separate things. One, I've earned the right, and two, I have something to say. Right. Right. Well, my philosophy is I want to, and, and because a lot of people, 
Um, I, I, I sort of want to, I think you're contrarian in that cliff. And I think what I'm about to tell you is contrarian as well. A lot of people are every Tuesday, 8 a.m. You're going to get my, e, my e-newsletter. Okay. Dan Miller is one of those people. He sends one out every single week. And I think it's Tuesday or Thursday morning, but he sends it out every week at the same time. Yep. Well, what, and it's the same, uh, format. It's the same length. It's, you know, everything's the same. Uh, where, where I want to do with my e-newsletter is I want to send them out more frequently, so it's longer than a tweet, longer than a Facebook post, but it's shorter than probably your, your, yours or Dan's. And I want to send them out randomly, you know, sometimes at three in the afternoon and sometimes at eight in the morning, so on and so forth. But they're going to, I'm never going to have more than one idea in them. Right. Right. Where Dan has like nine things to read. My, my business coach, Justin Lucas Savage, he always has like seven or eight things. I'm only going to have one thing for them to read. And the reason I do that is if they open it, they're going to read what I have to say, right. period, right? Um, so that, there's, that's different, and I'm also going to be random in when I send them out, and, and I'm going to sort of mix up what I have to say. Again, not, not wrong, just different, you know? Um, but you, know, you just have to find out what fits for your, for your business because, Cliff, you have, the, um, you have a setup and the advantage of being able to communicate with your audience you know, through your podcasts, yes. Uh, you know, through your tweets, all those different things. You know, uh, this isn't necessarily my audience, uh, so I have to communicate with them different ways. So that's what business owners who are listening to this, you have to ask yourself. Uh, you know, what what do I want to communicate, and and how often do I need to communicate it? Because frankly, if my, you know, if my chiropractor wants to send out an e newsletter, that's fine, but I don't need one every day. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, right. So here, here's the thing. I, I think that it's going to be different for each person, you know, as far as the, the, the amount of time, how much time between, but these are things that you really do need to develop a strategy for. You you need to think ahead of time. What's, and here's the thing, my audience that are subscribed to my list, Andy, they are different than your audience are the relationships different. You know what I'm saying? Sure, absolutely. And I don't mean like the, the level of our, the deepness of our relationship, but yours... No, Cliff, let me interrupt because I think there is a difference in the deepness because you've been doing it longer. Okay. I mean, my list might change over time, right? One, I know my list is smaller. And two, I mean, people are used to a certain kind of message from me where when you have your podcast answer man list, you know exactly what those people are interested in, right? Right. Right. Podcasting. Okay. It's not rocket science. We all know this, right? Yep. So you have a very clear message to send to them. Whereas my list, I might send them, hey, here's a great deal from buy.com on this if you were thinking about buying something like that. And I might send them, hey, here's a new blog post I did. Check it out. You know, I have a huge variety in what I communicate. Um, but you can communicate differently with your audience because, frankly, Cliff, I'm a plus member. I'm plus member 304 of the GSPN community. I'm very proud of that. And so when I get something from you, the leader of the community, I'm going to read it because I've bought into that, right? Yep. Well, my people aren't quite as dedicated. They're a little more finicky because, you know, I just haven't built that length of a relationship with them. And that's not, again, it's not bad. It's just different. That's just where I'm at with my business. And that's where we need to tell business owners, don't try to do what Cliff's doing. Don't try to do what Andy's doing. Understand you have to have, like you said, a strategy for when you communicate things. Yeah, and and don't be afraid to ask your your members exactly what you know what it is they like or what they don't like. 
sure. um, and, and, and get feedback. You know, contact a couple people that you know that are on your list and say, hey, I sent out an email the other day. Can you give me your thoughts on it? You know, it just, yeah. I mean, just and, and say, hey, be real. I, tell me what you really think. And, yeah, and you can and, do testing. You can do testing. And I, I, I coach people in this and I help people set up e-newsletters and, e- and, and lists. And, and I say, hey, try one that's got five articles in it and put your video third and then do another one and do the same video, but let that be the only thing people can click on. Well, gee, what do you think happens? Right. You know, five times as many people watch a video when it's the only thing they can click on. Exactly. So there's strategy to that. That's one of the things I do with businesses, but that's where people have to. And, and that's a cool thing. We talk about the analytics of the open rate. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about this before the show, Cliff, so I want to make sure we talk about it now. In Andy Traub's high-rise account, or profile within Cliff Ravenscraft's high-rise account, right? So my name in there, you know when I opened your newsletter, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, and, you know, so it's more than just, uh, boy, Andy's on my list. It's no, Andy bought, Andy read it, and he didn't open on, he didn't click on any links. Now that is powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. That it is very powerful information to have. And we're going to talk about, well, we can go ahead and just talk about that real quick because I, but then I, I do want to jump right into your next point, which is how do we, um, you know, promotion versus I do. I want to talk about picture and video promotion versus education, but let's just not sure. jump over that real quick. Um, the, the technology that I'm personally using and and I know that you are now as well is that yeah. you and I are both using high rise to, to manage the relationships in a, in a database that is amazing. Um, and we're both using MailChimp. And what's amazing is I created this account or this campaign, the email campaign that I sent out yesterday. It was just to tell people, you know, hey, we're celebrating four years and the most amazing thing has happened as a result. I'm getting ready to interview one of my heroes today. I mean, it's a dream come true, which, by the way, thank you, Andy, for that. Um, sure. I had the opportunity to interview Dan Miller, 48 Days to the Work You Love. And it, it it was a dream of mine. And through your connection with him and and everything, you connected the two of us together and you made it happen. And it and I don't think you intended for it to happen when it did. But the thing is, is that it <laughs> happened to be on the fourth anniversary of our podcasting. So it, it's amazing. Uh, James from Tennessee, by the way, says I can't afford high rise, but uh, let's see here. But I wish I could. It's such an awesome piece of software. James, I will tell you, I can't afford never to. I can't afford to not have high rise. Um, I, I can't. I, I I've said this before. Um, in the first month that I used it, I earned four thousand dollars more as a result of it. Then, and I, I can I can guarantee you that four thousand dollars. Would not, and that's profit, not just sales. Four thousand dollars profit that I would not have had the first month that I used it as a result of having it. So, um, I'd love to talk more about it if you're interested. But anyway, um, where was I going with the the uh, mailing list thing? I was reading. Well, you're going to talk about the inter- the integration between Highrise. So you you said yeah. you made a list. So I made. So I I went out and created this email. And it does. It creates this thing called a case and it tells me exactly, it keeps me up to date in high rise. So I don't have to keep going to MailChimp to find out what's going on. And when, when, like you said, when I could go into your name on my, or your contact page on my high rise account and it creates a note every time you do something. Matter of fact, Andy, if you were to go into that email right now in your archives and if you mm-hmm. open it again, it's going to, it's going to put another note in your, contact page on my high rise account 
it's automatically going to put a note there. It says, Andy just opened your email again, and this time he clicked on a link. I mean, it, that's amazing information to know because it tells you who's engaged and, and who's working. And so, so, that, so there's some functionality, but we're getting ahead of ourselves just a little bit. Let's talk about picture and video. What do you want to say about picture and video capabilities within an email newsletter? Again, this is going to be a style issue, but I really think that you should try at, to have at least one picture uh, just for the, the flow or the look of your e-newsletter. So it's not just people get sort of intimidated when they go and they see all text on a web page nowadays. Now in a book, that, that's okay. But you open up a web page, if it's all text, you kind of go, whoa, I got to dig in and be committed here, right? Right. Uh, but, but the thing I want to make, I have a lot of clients ask me this. Oh, okay, Andy, you're going to help me do YouTube videos. You're going to help me do, you know, videos for my business. Uh, and you want to help me do e-newsletters. So can we do them together? And the answer almost always is no. Like uh, Gmail is the only uh, service I know of where you can actually play a YouTube video in the browser, right? Right. Within the message. So what people are doing, and it's very effective, is they will do a screenshot of their video you know, with a play button on top of it, embed that as a picture because you can do pictures within your e-newsletter. And then when someone clicks on it, it will take them to, you know, your web page where the video is embedded. Yep. So I just want to make it clear to people, you can still use video with your e-newsletters and I encourage you to do that. I mean, I, that's the highest demand I have right now, Cliff, for the mm-hmm. business I'm working with. People want to do video. Yeah. I mean, I know that Kodak is making more money. <laughs> because of the Kodak ZI8. Yes, you know, absolutely. People are trying to find them, you know. Um, so, so the point being, you, you, you know, use those things, but you have, to, you have to know a little bit of a workaround. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. In fact, I, I envision that there will be occasions, not so much on GSPN as much, although it will happen, but on Podcast Answer Man, I have no doubt that I am actually going to generate a video blog entry, not necessarily a Podcast Answer Man episode, but a, G- but a Podcast Answer Man blog entry. And I will send out an email to the mailing list saying, guys, this thing is on my mind and it's time sensitive. And rather than, than make you read for, you know, for the next 10 minutes, I've got this 10-minute video. Please click and listen to this. You know, and, and then it'll take them to my page with the video. It's a, it's a very effective way to communicate. And, uh, yes, it is. It, yeah. and, it, and I think the biggest thing that people need to realize, and this can be really good and this can be really bad, okay, is that video communicates almost 100% of who you really are. Yeah. And I'll, I'll repeat that. Video communicates almost 100% who you really are. Because I can see someone on TV that's running for political office. And I can go, nah, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, dude. <laughs> Sorry. But you could read something they wrote and be like, oh, I totally jive with them. You know, but you can see them. Uh, it's very different. It's, it's, it's very relational. And you know, to see Cliff live on video, completely different experience than if it's just a screenshot. You know, if we ever end up doing live video with me, you'll see how animated I am. Yeah. You know, I don't just sit there and smile for an hour like my picture does. You know, so that's that's a key part is if you can incorporate it, by all means, do it uh, and don't let say, you know, don't say, oh, I only have an e-newsletter list. Don't let that be an excuse for not incorporating video into your business, because that's my highest demand right now. I have businesses out the wazoo saying, help us do video, help us do video, because they understand that it communicates in a very personal way. 
um, just like podcasting, frankly. Right. Yes, it does. It does. And so the other thing, by, by the way, remind me, Andy, I, in the next time we do Business Tech Weekly, I want to try doing the co-host to bring you in live. I, All right. I know that, I know that there is... Um, the functionality is there. I, I'm just wondering what that will look like and, and putting it all yeah. together. It, it'll be easy to do. So um, let, let's, we'll, give it a shot. we'll give it a shot next week. But anyway, um, let's move on to uh, promotion sure. versus education radi- ratio. Um, tell, tell me the what Kim, you the think. The commando is, effect. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what yeah. you think should be involved in this. Re- rephrase that for me. What do you right, think? So, so tell, tell me, wh- how, what do you think the ratio should be? I mean, is it okay to have, in your mind, is it okay to have some promotion uh, in every single newsletter reach? Or do you think that you should have some newsletters that you send out that have absolutely no pr- promotion, but it's just providing value? Wh- what do you think should, how, th- how do you think, and, and this isn't how do you think it should be for everybody else. How, how do you think you're going to do that? Oh, this is how I'm doing it already. And this is how I built my business, frankly, is I give and give and give and give and give because uh, Dan Miller taught me that and the Bible teaches me that, you know, that I need to give and give and give and I don't need to give so I get back, but that's just the heart I need to have. And because I'm a new creation, right, because I'm a believer, I think that I do business a different way. And so that goes all the way out to uh, my tweets, and that goes out to my e-newsletters. And so to answer your question directly, uh, I I don't know if I've promoted anything for myself yet, frankly, Cliff. Right. All of my things have been, hey, here's this tip, here's that tip. And I actually have a gap right now. I haven't sent out an e-newsletter in a couple of weeks because I'm switching to MailChimp right now. Um, that's sort of a lame excuse. But the end of the day is when I do start those up again, which will be started next week, is it'll just be more adding value. Because here's the other thing. It's about, and I love this phrase, it's about TOMA, right? Top of mind awareness. You know, that's the great thing about a newsletter is I want to give people value, value, value. So right now my ratio is 100 to zero, but I think the ratio should be probably 10 to one, where if they read 10 articles, they get 10 e-newsletters from you, one of them can be something where you're selling something or you're promoting your own services, because the reality, Cliff, the reality is you're actually promoting yourself every single time. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. And 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 so mine is uh, my, what I was going to say is that really in everything that I do, the fact that I, I've jumped into your inbox, I'm promoting me. Absolutely. So absolutely, every time I'm promoting. The question isn't uh, for me. It's not so much how much promotion versus education, which I think that is a valuable thing to look at and to consider, especially when you're working out your own personal strategy for this. But for me, the question is: Is it a hard sell? Is it a soft sell? Is is it a natural sell? You know, mm. I, I believe in natural promotion. I don't want to have just a hardcore. You know, hey, I here I am out of the blue. You know, I know you signed up for this, but hey, I've got this going on, and I thought you might be interested. You know, check here, click here, buy now. You know, that that, is this a natural extension of who I am and our relationship? And and I think that it's very possible. And and again, this is understand this too for for those of you who are listening. This is something that I'm just now beginning to utilize. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, I've been emailing people for a long time, and I've had smaller lists. This first time I've ever used a quote unquote service that that does this officially in a more, um, you know, more professional capacity. But sure. this, I believe I have the situation where I could have where uh, probably every email that I send out to podcastanswerman.com 
it has within it a promotional message. You know, here are the upcoming webinars that I've got coming up in the next month. And that's just mm-hmm. a link at the bottom with a, a list of the dates and times with links that you can click to register. I, I believe I could probably include that in every single newsletter I actually send out. But again, is it a natural extension of my relationship with those people? In fact, most of the people who sign up for podcastanswerman.com mailing list is they actually signed up because they want to be notified when I have new products yeah. or services. Exactly. That's that's why people, you know, I'm I'm working uh, with a client right now, um, working on a proposal for them. Actually, it's a local toy store, and so I sent a message out on Facebook and I said, "Moms, if you had a toy store updating you on Facebook, what would you want to know?" And you know how many of them said coupons? You're like, you know, like one out of ten of them said coupons, and the rest of them were, "We want to know the owner, and we want to know the new toys, and we want to know." you know, the, the latest trends and yeah, you know, yada, yada. They, they wanted to know a lot of stuff. It's not all about price for people, but Cliff, I know that because I'm part of your, your audience as well as a co-host is that people want to know when your product is coming out. They want to know when's the new thing, right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's, and that's, what's beautiful is that you have people who are saying advertise to me. Yes. I want your service. You know, you, you and I have joked about it before, we, we really like Google and we're sort of, we sort of fall in line with, hey, Google, take my information if it means you give me better ads. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with advertisements. I just want it to be stuff I want to buy, right? Right. So don't advertise. Um, Viagra. You know, uh, <laughs> don't eat it. Got two <laughs> kids, doing well. Uh, don't advertise uh, fashionable clothing to me. You yes. know, I've got the pants on from four years ago, but do advertise technology to me. And that's what people are saying when they sign up for your list is, I care enough about your business. Let's continue this relationship. And I tell you, if you, if you honor that relationship and you continue to add value, and even if you offer, you know, you say, hey, buy this every time, that's, you can do that too. Don't, don't take our word as gospel when it comes to the 10 to 1 ratio. You could just actually say, here's our specials this week. And some people will be a-okay with that mm-hmm. because I'd rather see it there than have to go to your website, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's move for the sake of time here. We've got a couple sure. other points to cover here. And I think the next one is a very, very big question. How do you build your list? I have some very strong opinions on this. I wonder if you and I will agree and we don't always have to, but uh, I, I want to, I, first of all, I'll ask you because I, like I said, I have lots of strong opinions on this, but how do you build your, how do you think, or how do you build your list, Andy? Well, here, here's two ways I build my list. And one is I directly will ask someone, well, I guess maybe three. One uh, is I have a link on my site now, andytraub.com, that on the right side, it says, you know, join my mailing list mm-hmm. or com slash list. All that is, is a single page that has where you sign up for my list. Okay. So that's one is people will go to my site, find me and then sign up. Okay. You know, without my knowledge. Before okay, you go, so that's one. Before you go to go number ahead. two, I want to give you my very strong opinion on your number one. And and it's okay. and you don't you don't violate this one uh, as far as I know. Folks, if you have a mailing list subscription on your website, I want to tell you if you want me to make sure that I never come to your website again. <laughs> if you want to, you you can guarantee oh, that I will I not I see, I see where you're going. Right, I go will ahead. never right. come to your website again if a pop-up comes up on the front page asking me to join your list. Cliff, have you seen in MailChimp where you can embed, you can create a embed or whatever and they have a pop-up option 
Yes. But, but on there, it says something like, you know, the devil's pop-up option or something. You know, they basically say, don't use this. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. I do not. I do not violate the pop-up rule. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. I I, I want to say thank you to to Dan Miller for recently changing that on his site. Now he he is the exception to the rule. There there are there are some people that I I I trust, value, and respect so much that yes, I'll continue to come to your website and I will click to make that thing go away, even though I'm already on your list. Uh, yeah. You know. So uh, the thing is, is that number one. Don't put the pop up on your list. And I'm not right. alone. I I understand I may be the only person you know that lives by inbox zero, but I am not alone in the pop up thing. Andy, what's your number yeah. two? Uh the number two way of people subscribing is I might just ask them. I might have an email communication with them or I might uh you know in the chat here, I might say, Hey, you know, uh, if they ask about my business, I might say, hey, well, if you want, if you want, I'll add you to my email newsletter list or I might give them a link. So that's sort of me pulling their information out of them. So one is completely voluntary. The second is me saying, hey, um, you know, if you want to know more, here's a good way to be. But they have to they have to uh, communicate some interest. It's not like, hey, my name's Andy. You want to be on my email list? <laughs> you know, that, they have to communicate interest, but I can add them myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Right? So, so that, and the, and, the, and what's, the, what's another way? Well, the last one, and this is where, uh, this is actually what I did. Uh, uh-huh. I took a lot of people that I had a lot of communication with uh-huh. and that I, that I thought would be comfortable with it. Uh, and I added them to my list. And this is the most important part of this. My first message to everyone on that list was, I just started a list and I put you on it. If you don't want to be on it, here's the unsubscribe. Click right here. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may not like that, but frankly, I, I was confident and I was actually 100% correct because no one unsubscribed. <laughs> they might have deleted it or whatever, but no one or created, said... Or created a filter so that they didn't send you right. a little message. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, no one sent me an auto-reply, you know, leave me alone, Andy. But here's the point is I had a lot of people, and instead of just waiting to ask them for permission, I said, you know what, I'm going to put them on there. But the very first thing, Cliff, that I'm going to do is say, hey, I just started a list. Please, please unsubscribe if you don't want to be on here. Because I know you didn't necessarily ask for permission to be on here. Some people did, but a vast majority of them didn't. Now, that's kind of risky, right? Because that's not truly an opt-in, right? But you know what? They opted into a relationship with me, and I was comfortable enough with that. And I'm not talking about 150,000 people like Dan Miller has on his list, right? Right. Um, we're not talking about that many. So I was, I was comfortable with that. Well, here, here's, here's my philosophy is, is that, in my opinion... Um, on, when it comes to putting something into a mailing list, and, and this, this, is, this is just a personal philosophy of mine, I will never put you on a mailing list unless you have asked to be put onto the mailing list. The, the, um, the only thing that is the only exception to that rule is that if you are a gspn.tv plus member, you are automatically added to the mailing list. And the reason for that is because um, occasionally, and in fact, it's only happened once in the last two years. There will there will be times. I, I would imagine it'll happen again. There will be times where, for more than an hour, perhaps the GSPN.TV Plus member site is down, and in your iTunes, you know, 326 people are going to start getting pop up messages saying their passwords incorrect. 
And I know that that's going to happen. And and if I don't do anything about it, I'm going to be flooded with a with a 325 emails or at least 250 right. emails. And so rather than wait for all those emails trying to come in and just trying to you know put out the fire. I can immediately say, hey, you know, and by the way, I can actually send one to plus members only. They have the ability to do a subsection of your list. So I can say, send this message to only plus members. And I can send out a message saying, hey, today you may notice that your iTunes is telling you your password's incorrect. There's nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. My service is down. I'm currently working on it. Um, You know, it should be up within the next, you know, four to six hours. If it's not, you can contact me, you know, and, and, and I'll give you an update. So, but, but for anything else, I ask you for permission. Now, the only thing I would have done, to, and by the way, I am not upset that I'm on your list, even though you didn't ask, even though I didn't give you permission. <laughs> I am not upset at all. Uh, well, tell me why. Tell me why. Because we have a relationship. Okay. We have a relationship. And, and you know what? It, I, to be honest with you, here's the weird thing. I probably would have never signed up for your list unless you asked <laughs> unless you asked me to right if you sent me a message and say cliff would you be would you would you sign up for my mailing list i would not tell you no and i would tell and i would <laughs> i would do it because of our relationship so yeah. so but, so here's what i would have done differently and i'm not suggesting that you should have i'm just saying but hey we're here we're here to help a lot of different businesses so, so that's that's fine we're big boys we can handle it so here's what i would do i would take you know let's just say i have a, i have accumulated let's say 300 email addresses of people i think would be perfect for this list well i would not add them to the list i would actually send them a message through some service that would allow me to do it uh even gmail i would send them out and sure. i've done this before 50 message or 50 people out at a time i'd have to do like six or seven or eight times i would have to send the message sure. but i would send the message it would say to me and then i would put 50 email addresses in the blind carbon copy field yep and i yeah, would that, say again pause blind carbon copy yes please do not share my email with 50 other people who are going to send me reasons why they feel this way or that way about the healthcare bill Exactly. You know, never, never violate my trust by putting my email out there. And people do that all the time. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So so the thing is, I would say, hey, I'm creating this mailing list. This is why I think you'd be perfect to be on the mailing list. Don't feel obligated to click. But if you're interested, click here. And you know what? Not everybody that I thought here. And here's the key important thing to understand. Let's just say if I had to guess, and again, I'm totally making this off off the top of my head, but let's just assume I had a hundred people that I thought would definitely be interested in my list. And I send that message out to all 100 of them. I, I would suspect that probably only 40 out of those hundred people will actually will take the time to click and sign up for the list. Right. But those are the only 40 people I even want on my list. Yeah, I you, don't those 40 want, people took initiative. Absolutely. I don't want the other 60 on my list. Yeah. Because they didn't think that my relationship to them was enough at this time for me to warrant communicating to them on a consistent basis. And I don't want to overstep my relationship. Does that make sense? Sure. So that that's the way that I do it. So I personally, you know, I want people to opt in. Um, now somebody, you know, and the other thing I do is personal one-on-one. Um yeah, Kirk is in the chat room. Remind me of who you use for a mailing list. We're going to talk about that one in just a second. But the last thing that I will say to add my mailing list, 
I email back and forth. I answer every email. Somebody here, if you're in the chat room, send an email, cliff at ravenscraft.org. Within 24 to 48 hours, you will get a response. Now, in my signature, you're going to see a bunch of links, and one of, two of them are going to be my mailing list. But you know, if, you're, if you contact me about our podcast, you said, hey, I really like Business Tech Weekly. I really enjoy your network. This is great stuff. I'll sit there, and I'll respond to you, and I'll say, P.S., uh, can I add you to my mailing list? If you'd like, you, the link's below. And you, okay. so you have an option of just hitting reply. Yes, go ahead and add me, which I can then manually add you. Or number two, you can click in the link in my signature. And that, I add a ton of people that way. Yeah. And so one on one, and it's and it's about building relationships with clients. So so don't don't just add somebody to your mailing list. Why not take that as an opportunity to take the relationship one step further? You know, to build yeah. onto the relationship. Yeah, Asking, and make it easy. Make it easy for people to get a hold of you through your email newsletter in that you can actually change it so the you can set it up so the reply because a lot of people have um you know they have a newsletter at moreprofittechnology.com or whatever their 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 email newsletter might be and I don't feel like sometimes that goes anywhere so you can actually send them from yourself right um you can send them from yourself so that people can actually reply directly to you from the from the newsletter, does that make sense? Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and I like that. I like that you can just say, "Hey, if you have thoughts or want to get a hold of me, you know, or answer the survey question, just hit reply and, and get me right back." Exactly. Um, or at least communicate that if you hit reply, I, I get that. I'll get that email. Um, and it's amazing to me, and that's what makes it hard. And I, I don't care that they're bigger and richer than us, but it makes me frustrated that there's people that don't answer their own emails and don't answer their own tweets and stuff like that. Because here's the thing. If you're genuine and you really do care about me as a customer, I don't care how big you are. Uh, I want you to reply to me because I had a lady follow me, Cliff on Twitter this week and she had something like 25,000 followers. Uh huh. And, and, and here's what I did. I went, huh? Okay. Let me do a little test. And I read her tweets and they were kind of fluffy. And I figured she used some service to get this many. She's not, she does not have a following, right? Yes. If she does, she doesn't care. You know what I did, Cliff? I sent her a message and this is what the message was. I wonder if someone who has 25,000 followers has time to reply to a direct message from someone that they added, quote unquote, yes or no. And I haven't heard anything back. Yep. So she doesn't even respond to direct direct tweets yeah that's big now i want to defend someone real quick guy kawasaki you know they say he does tweet fraud actually he's he's talked about how he tweets and we're getting a little off track but i want to mention this real quick is that he um if if one of his staff does a twitter for him that he will actually have them put their initials somewhere in the tweet i think so you know that it's not actually from him personally but that that's just a part of being genuine you know what i mean yeah so so right. so let's talk about you know okay we we've talked about all kinds of stuff now what are the options out there uh, we're both using the same service you and I we'll get to that one yeah. last but let's talk about some of the other options real quickly and just mention their names if you want to add some additional stuff about them feel free to um, a a Weber is probably among one of the most popular mailing services out there. Um, I don't sure. know enough about it. I don't use it, but I hear a lot of people who use it, and and it's and it's very full featured. Uh, do you have anything you want to say about Aweber at all? Um, you know, I don't. I know that I don't think that it's the most uh, 
like visually stunning one, but I think it's one of the if you know how to customize things, if you're sort of a techie, I think that can be a it can be a pretty good option for you because I think you can it doesn't have a lot of branding. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Uh, which can be a big deal, you know. I mean, the other alternative is if we want to move to the next one, it's like a constant contact. Yes. Where I don't know how much you have to pay to get constant contacts name off of their e- emails, but it's huge. It's annoying. It's not attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's yeah. one of the reasons I left them is because uh, it's I, I I like them. I think they do a good job. They do a good job of tracking and things like that. Um, I I would recommend constant contact to people, uh, but the bottom line is you've got a big old fat constant contact thing, and I don't. I just think it kind of dings your brand just a little bit, not a ton, but not a ton. You know, but I want it to be a little less can, assuming. Can I just say that that even though it does, it's at the bottom, it's in the footer, and and I just want to say to you that if you're using constant contact, please understand this: you are branding constant contact. You 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 are doing them a favor. Uh, by having that banner down there. At the same time, though, what it is communicating to me is that you're paying, that you're using a service that's professional, and and I I want to say I value that. Um, right. So you know, it does tell me that you know it's, that you're not just using some kind of plug-in free PHP program that you found on the web somewhere to you know the blast emails out to people. You're using a reputable company that that's doing things right. Um, and that takes spam seriously, and and constant contact does that. And so when I see that, I still, I mean, uh, I, I I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let's talk about the one that you and I both use, and this isn't going to be a commercial for them, but uh, we both use Mailchimp, and uh, I just want to say Mailchimp is going to be an awesome service to recommend for anybody who is listening to this podcast. Because if you have a small to medium sized business, chances are you're either looking to build a list now, or you probably have a list, but you know you're probably under 500 people. They have an account called Free for Life, where you can do up to five. Is it fifty thousand, five thousand emails a month? Three thousand, I think. Three thousand emails per month, up to five hundred people on your list. And and if your if your list never goes above five hundred people, and 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 by the way, I don't know, I'm not great at math on the fly. What's what's three thousand emails divided by uh, five hundred? Uh, divided by 500 people, it's going to yeah. be 60. Okay, so that's 60 emails that you could send out. Is that right? That can't be right, is no, it? No, well, you could do it by days. So there's 30 days in a month you can send out. So you can send out 100 a day. Really? You know? Okay. No, it's six. <laughs> well, you get, oh, okay, you're saying individual messages. Yeah, yeah individual messages. Yeah, gotcha. So, so you gotcha. could send out six emails a month to 500 people for free. Right. That's there you, go. you don't want to do more than six emails a month to your friend to your people on your list. So still six. You could do a weekly newsletter to five hundred people, up to five hundred people, free for the entire life of as long as you want to with them. That that's their that's their deal. Uh, well, and let's be honest, Cliff. If you got five hundred people, you might as well get the paid one for whatever it gives you. I mean, if you have five hundred people, you better be making some money off of your list. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So hopefully. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but, 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 and, or could you, yeah, absolutely. So the, the deal is, is, is it's not very expensive. I, what is it? Is it 20 bucks a month for their pro? Yeah, account? it's, it's very comparable. They're all with, they're all with, I think it's, I think it's 15 or, I mean, it's, and they always give you, you know, charge you less if you pay for the whole year, you know? Yeah. And, and here's the thing is, is what's nice is you pay the first, you know, that first pro option and you, in MailChimp, you can remove the, 
the MailChimp logo out of the bottom. And so you're not branding anything other than yourself. And I love that. That's on the paid one? That's on the paid one. The very first, right. the f- very first tier of paid with right. MailChimp allows you to take it off. And the other thing is, is it is allowing me to integrate with um, HiRise. And so Keith Parsons earlier in the chat room asks, he says, can you use HiRise to run email marketing campaign and allow listeners to opt in your mailing list? Or is that a MailChimp feature? Uh, there is some integration. You can actually, you can t- kind of keep an eye on your email marketing campaigns from within um within high rise but that the the reporting is very limited but all you can you can actually click over into um mailchimp and the reporting that's within and managing your marketing campaign is very robust inside of mailchimp and by the way people who use mailchimp staples the company staples uses them the the company who makes firefox mozilla uses um uh, them for their mailing list i mean this isn't just a fly-by-night company this is an amazing company so i really like mailchimp yeah there's a lot of things to like and i think a part of it is we need to we need to and this is what i i like about business tech weekly is we're not talking about these things separately we're talking about them as part of an overall strategy yeah and 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 frankly (laughs) i get paid a lot of money by businesses to help them step into their business learn about it and help them put together a strategy specifically for their business. So I'm never going to walk into a business and say, oh, you should just do videos. Yeah. Well, who's gonna, who are you going to send them to? You're just going to expect YouTube people to find you? No, you need a strategy. You need to do uh, Facebook and you need to do Twitter and you need to do video and you do e-newsletter with a purpose, right? With a purpose. And, and that's what we're telling you is, uh, and that's why we love MailChimp. It's because it incorporates with another tool. You know, it, it really connects with uh, something that we use on a day-to-day basis. So I know how well and how often I'm communicating with people because of that incorporation. And, and, and that, that's big. That it's, it's, it's a lot better to have those connected than separate. That, they would still be good separate, but um, that's what's made me switch from another company. Yeah, we're, we're an hour and five minutes into this, so we're going we're gonna to skip the tip of the week if that's okay with you. And no problem. The, uh, this has been, a, I hope, has been an enlightening conversation. There's a whole lot more that could be said. Of course, if you have additional questions or comments related to mailing list, the phone number for our voicemail hotline is 859-795-4067. Again, the number 859-795-4067. And Andy, do you mind if I just uh, plug the Dan Miller interview real quick? Go for it, man. If you are a small to medium-sized business owner... I hope and I pray that you have read the book 48 Days to the Work You Love or that you have uh, read the book No More Mondays or that you have subscribed to the podcast called the 48 Days uh, to the Work You Love radio program, which is a podcast from from Dan Miller. Uh, He is a hero of mine. He has been a huge inspiration in, in helping me to think about work in a very different way to help me understand uh, multiple streams of income and to really just inspire me by his, you know, consistently answering wonderful questions from his audience. He's a very passionate and very knowledgeable person that, that has really helped a lot of people grow their businesses. And I will tell you, it was, it had always been a dream of mine to interview and to have a conversation with Dan Miller. It happened yesterday and I have it sitting here on my desk. It's actually already put together as far as the interview itself, but I'm going to record an opening to it. It's going to be Podcast Answer Man 
episode number, and I will tell you that. I should have had that pulled up. I think it's going to be episode number 140 of Podcast Answer Man. But if you want to find it very easy, for those of you listening to the uh, podcast, you'll be able to go to gspn.tv slash Dan Miller. That all one word, gspn.tv forward slash Dan Miller. And that will take you to episode number 140 of Podcast Answer Man. I want you to listen to that episode. It is a, It was an honor to get to speak to him. And I really think it was a very valuable conversation. Andy, anything else you want to add? Anything you want to plug right now, my friend? Cliff, I want to be on your mailing list. How do I do it? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> gspn.tv forward slash mailing list. That's it. gspn.tv forward slash mailing list. And Andy, if I wanted to be on your mailing list, how would I do that? andytraub.com slash list. A-N-D-Y-T-R-A-U-B dot com slash list. Awesome. No pop-up. No pop-up, I promise. No pop-ups, my friend. (laughs) Awesome. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you for allowing us to go about 10 minutes over into our normal, regularly scheduled time. We love talking about technology. We want to hear from you. 859-795-4067 questions comments anything and everything and by the way this again is a member uh, an episode for our plus members and we just want to say thank you very much for everything and for those of you who have been around for the entire four years how on earth did you put up with me for this long (laughs) (laughs) love is patient love is kind all right merry christmas and happy hanukkah and everything else to all the other people out there and whatever things that you celebrate Uh, We just pray that you have a blessed holiday season. We are taking next week off, and we'll be back on New Year's Eve. God bless you all. Bye-bye.